Hello and welcome back to Beyond Mediocrity Leader Development, also known as BMLD. I am your host, James Prince. Uh, JP, you all know that's what they call me, and I am so glad to be back here. I don't think I had a chance to tell you, but this is actually season four. Uh, the last time that I came with you was for a, I guess, commemoration or commemoration of the 100th year of the Tulsa Massacre. And so I probably should have said it then, but we are officially back, and this is season number four. Now, for those of you who are new to the BMLD community, the goal of this podcast has always been and will always be motivating others to push beyond mediocrity, to be exceptional. And in one, if not all three of these areas, it's either self-actualization, social activism, or business acumen. And in case you didn't know, social activism is motivating others uh, to take intentional action with the goal of bringing about social change. Uh, business acumen, that's motivating others to understand and deal with a business situation in a manner that is likely to lead to a good outcome. Uh, and we do focus on any of these areas, but the one today that we're going to probably lean in on is self-actualization. That is motivating others to be the best version of ourselves. And uh, today's topic is actually called Choosing Trust Over Fear. Now, that could apply to all three when I think about it. It could be for social activism, for business acumen, uh, as well as this self-actualization, excuse me. But the need for individual discipline, I think, uh, helps us become better versions of ourselves. Let's face it. You know, how many people do you know have become the best version of themselves without confronting fear? So that's why I want to focus on that being our our tenet for today. Self-actualization, choosing trust over fear. So what is fear, right? According to Merriam-Webster, uh, they describe fear in four different ways. I didn't think it was actually going to be that complicated, right, when I looked it up. But uh, one of them is described as an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger. Another is anxious concern. Uh, the third definition according to Merriam-Webster at least, is reason for alarm. That's what fear is described as. But this is the one that I think I like the most. Uh, profound reverence and awe, especially toward God. You know I'm loving that, right? Uh, what's most intriguing about these definitions, because it's all, uh, there are four different ways to describe fear. But what I think is the most intriguing is that they range from one extreme to another. Now you go from pleasant, or excuse me, unpleasant, strong emotion caused by danger to profound reverence toward God. Now fear being described in both ways is what some literary scholars may call a juxtaposition. You've all heard that word before, I'm sure, right? Uh, but I think more directly, it's antithetical. Uh, I mean, you almost feel like having a profound reverence toward God can't be fear, but it's fear in a very healthy way. Uh, anyway, the wild part is that that while these descriptions of fear can be polar opposites, they can also coexist in our lives. You know, we can be just as unpleasant or have a, an unpleasant, strong emotion caused by uh, danger as much as we can have a profound reverence for God. But how many of us give into one over the other and that one being that strong emotion and that anxious concern as opposed to our reverence and our awe towards God? Well, don't worry. If you don't have an answer, it's actually a rhetorical question because I'm human just like you. I already know the answer to the question. The good news is the power of decision has been given to each and every one of us to choose trust over fear, trust in God, a reverence in God uh, and awe towards God over, I guess, an emotional anxiety or a concern. So 
That is how we're going to change our state of mediocrity to being exceptional. So if you ever ask yourself this, you know, and, and when you think about fear, and I've asked this on many occasions, be it on my uh, Wednesday wisdoms that I have on Facebook or you know, even in former podcasts, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Hmm. And, and, you know, it could be all different types of fear. Right. But what would you do if you weren't afraid to fail? What would you do if you weren't afraid to succeed? Some people are afraid of success, you know, strange to hear, but I believe it. Some people are afraid to lose. You know, what would you do if you weren't afraid to lose? What would you do if you weren't afraid of what they will say, whoever they are, right? Afraid that you may be too old. What would you do if you were afraid that you were too young to start now, right? What would you do if you weren't afraid that you wouldn't be taken seriously, you know, as a woman, as an immigrant, as a black as a white person, as an Hispanic, you know, you can fill in the blank. But what would you do if you weren't afraid to start? What would you do if you weren't afraid? Well, I've said this on many occasions, as I've said before, uh, whatever it is that which you would not do or that you would do, I should say, if you weren't afraid. Here's what I'm recommending. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Apply for that grant. You know, some of you are probably waiting to try to figure out what the next move is, especially after having come out of this pandemic. And you've uh, probably you made jewelry. You did something that, you know, your creativity spoke and that really came out and you found that there's a way to make a couple of extra bucks and you love it. Right. Well, what would you do if you weren't afraid to start that business and then apply for that grant and or that small business loan? Right. What would you do if you uh, weren't afraid to submit that resume for that change in jobs. Well, that's part of what I'm trying to tell y'all. Do it anyway. Submit that resume. Create a LinkedIn profile. Some of you all don't even, I mean, all you think out there for social media when it comes down to life is Facebook or Instagram. Guess what? There's an entire professional social network out there called LinkedIn. I've talked about it before, but what if all you did was just go and create a LinkedIn profile. Start there, right? Go ahead, volunteer for that stretch assignment that will give you new exposure to upper management. So you're looking for that new opportunity, but you're not ready, quite ready yet to put in for that job. Well, volunteer for that stretch assignment. Join that gym. If you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get into the best shape that you possibly can, don't wait. Don't be afraid because you think you're too old to join a gym. Join that gym. Go back to school. Take a free college class. Coursera, I don't even know if you all know this, but Coursera is actually, it's a, it's a website that will give you access to free education. And you don't even have to necessarily earn the degree, but just getting that experience is a good way to get started, right? We're trying to face our fears. Remember, that's part of what we're doing here. And then what if it was a matter of you asking some of those hard questions about race? You know, what would you do if you weren't afraid to ask those hard questions? Well, I'm telling you, ask those hard questions. Speak up when you know something's wrong. Write that book. Start that business. Whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, do it anyway in the midst of fear. I mean, the list could go on on things that we would do if we weren't afraid and did them anyway. But yes, that's the thing that I'm trying to make sure that if there's someone out there that says that we could do all those things. But JP, it's easier said than done. Well, you know what? I say this because this is what this podcast is all about. Remember, pushing you to go beyond mediocrity to be exceptional. Who told you that it's easier said than done? Hmm? <laughs> that, that's a question I really want to know. Who told you that? Who said it won't or that it can't happen? Who said you'd never get married? 
and you're 54 or you're 55 or you're 60 and you've never been married. Who told you you won't win that election? Some people can actually who are listening right now can run for a council member position. Somebody may be running for sheriff. Somebody may be thinking of running for a Senate role, uh, Senate race, a public office role. Some of y'all may just be wanting to run for the homeowner association. You know what? Who told you that you can't do that because you're new to the neighborhood? You know, who told you that you'll always struggle? Who told you you can't recover and begin again? Some of us have probably lost. I mean, I've lost a few things through my divorce. But, you know, guess what? God has grown my life beyond measure. You know, and a lot of people, they have a, fra- a fear or are afraid to start again. And so they tell themselves, if no one else is telling them that, you know, it's going to be too hard to start over. You're 60 years old. But who told you that? Who told you that, y'all? I'm getting a little worked up now. Whoever it was, y'all got to stop listening to those people. I respectfully disagree with anybody telling you anything that you cannot do or that you will not be. In fact, I'll go as far as to say this. It's easier done than said. You know, most people think about it. It's easier said than done. No, I, I can challenge you that. I think it's easier done than said. How about that? Have you ever heard the phrase, I can show you? Better than I can tell you. I mean, I remember hearing that when I was in my 20s. And I'm going to tell you, I've lived my life that way. You, I don't have to go around telling anybody anything. You know, I don't have to ask for your permission. But if I trust in God and I truly believe that he has got his hand on my life, then I say, why not? Right. Well, let's show you how God has blessed your life. The reason I feel so passionately about choosing trust over fear is because I'm inspired by God's word to do so. You all know that. And it's been from the very beginning of this podcast that what we depend on for guidance has come straight from the Bible. And there are so many ways that the Bible motivates us to choose. And when we talk about choosing trust over fear, we can choose. But it's today from the 56th Psalm, and it's going to be verses three and four. And it's according to the Good News Translation. So here's what it says here in the Bible. When And this is David. I'll tell you about him, more about him in a second. But when I am afraid, O Lord Almighty, I put my trust in you. I trust in God and I am not afraid. I praise God for what God has promised. What can a mere human being do to me? Now, that's according to the 56th Psalm in the Old Testament, verses 3 and 4. And that entire psalm actually has a lot of good little nuggets. I'll tell you more about those in a second, too. But something that uh, I wanted to just appreciate about this passage is not just the simplicity of the thought of what can mere man or human being do to me. You know, I praise God for what God has promised. I put my trust in you, O God, and God I trust and I am not afraid. Those are the words of this verse, but not just the words and the simplicity, but it's actually who wrote it. I told you King David. For those who don't know, David was a shepherd slash musician, and he was anointed by the prophet Samuel to rule all of Israel back in the Old Testament days. And so, you know, you think about he started from the bottom. Now here, David was a shepherd boy. And as a matter of fact, the last of, I think, eight brothers, seven or eight brothers uh, to even be called out uh, to be anointed. But that's that's what uh, the prophet Samuel had been called to do. Go and find from the tribe of Benjamin someone to anoint them to be king. Now, I'm not trying to give you a Bible lesson here. I'm just trying to give you a little bit of background. But uh, David was also the underdog who overcame and beheaded that giant Goliath. You all know him as David, you know, from the David and Goliath story. 
But David was known as a great warrior. He was known as a king. But you know what? David was also flawed by lust, by covetousness. You know, he actually, you know, lusted after Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, uh, and got caught up in adultery, as a matter of fact, and eventually uh, put a hit out on Uriah. So he was known now at that point for being a murderer. But still, in the, in, in the midst of all of that, David was still described as a man after God's own heart. It's because he was hungry for God. He sought after God. He had a passion for spiritual things, and he tried to please God despite his failures, despite the fact that he was caught up in lust and all the other things, all the other things that we know we can get easily caught up in as well. Uh, his actions proved that he was a God chaser. He may have had some flaws, but David wanted to please and choose God. And so that kind of is where my premise is. When I trust in God and when we trust in God, we don't have to be afraid. That's kind of what the scripture says. You know, when I trust in God, I'm not afraid. When I seek God for spiritual things, I'm not afraid. The promise is that God is almighty, meaning that God possesses great and impressive power or strength, meaning regardless of how strong and influential others may be. Remember, I talked about they, whoever they are, no matter how strong or influential they may be. No one is more powerful than God. And so the challenge, though, is that many of us were taught since we were babies to be afraid more than trust. I mean, think about it. You know, we were taught stranger danger, running with scissors, you know, uh, playing with fire. That was one of my biggest, uh, I guess, if I had anything that got me more in trouble, it was playing with fire. You know, I, I, I ain't going to get into that. I put way too many things to a match. But uh, then even the fury of an angry parent, we were taught since babies to be afraid, you know, and, and, and almost to the point that it was more afraid than trusting. But the truth is this, human beings are mere mortals and cannot compare to the immortal power and sovereignty of God. But God is our creator. And if we depend on God, we choose to trust in God, then our lives will be successful. We will be exceptional. So I gave you the first tip and takeaway a few months ago, uh, and I think it's worth repeating. So here's what I want to do real quick. Just to give you a couple of tips on how you can choose trust over fear. TNT number two, number one, trust and takeaway, uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> um, tip and takeaway number one, know the difference between faith and trust. Now, many believers today often confuse having faith in God with trusting in God, but faith is a noun. It is something that you have or possess. It's a substance of or evidence of things both hoped for and not seen. Hebrews 11, chapter, uh, verse, uh, chapter 11, verse one says that, uh, but faith in God is the confident belief that God is the sovereign creator of all things and that God can and will do what God claims God will do, right? Trust, on the other hand, is a verb. It is something that you do or you act upon. Faith always comes first. You know, it's pretty clear that when you have faith in God, but trust is never guaranteed. You can have faith in God, but still not trust in God. Trust is a willful choice. It's a deliberate action and can only grow out of your faith. That's why it's so important to make sure that you know who God is and that you have a sense of recognizing his sovereignty. That's why I wanted to share the first parts of those, that verse. But as you choose trust over fear, that's what we're going for today. Remember, acknowledge that faith directly impacts our ability to trust. Faith is what we have. We have faith in God. 
But trust is what we do. You have to take that action. So that's what I'm telling you. Know the difference between faith and trust. And if you don't have faith in God, then I say you probably need to start there. That may be tip point five before we get to tip and takeaway number one. Know the difference between faith and trust, but have that faith in God to be able to trust in God. All right. Tip and takeaway number two, silence the doubters and the naysayers. Now, uh, I can actually touch on this uh, and and so many different ways, but um, I actually spoke to it a little bit about, you know, the folks who I I asked, you know, who told you that? Who told you that you couldn't do all those those tremendous, fantastic things that you have desired to do and that unfortunately you became paralyzed by fear? So allow me to pick up from there to remind us all of David's reference to this whole mere human beings. Remember, that was part of the verse. You know, what can mere human beings do to me? While we are all fearfully and wonderfully created by God, yes, we are, you know, great creatures and God has given us, you know, great things. Humans are still very fallible. We are complex beings. And uh, just to give a little context, this passage was written during one of the most stressful seasons in David's life. When he wrote this psalm, uh, the 56th version of psalm, and uh, this this entire uh, verse 3 and 4, I mean, actually all of Psalm 56, David was in the most stressful season of his life. One of at least the most stressful seasons of his life. He had a couple of them. But uh even here, you see in the writing, he's doing his best to manage the imperfections of humanity while waiting for manifestation of God's promise. You know, that's where we are many times trying to figure out what is it that God is going to do in our lives when while you're waiting, you've got so much going against you. Remember, Samuel had prophesied to shepherd David at the time. He was still a shepherd that he would one day be King David. The only problem was when that prophecy was given, somebody else was already in that position. King Saul, somebody had that job. And guess what, y'all? Saul refused to accept God's ultimate plan. As a matter of fact, David simply tried to fulfill God's purpose. And at, at the same time, while that was happening, King Trump, I mean, uh, King Saul is overtaken by jealousy, narcissism, hatred, and lies, refusing to embrace the truth of God selecting someone else to lead his people. I mean, it got so bad that Saul set on a mission to literally kill David because he couldn't accept reality. (laughs) I know that sounds familiar, but I'm not here to be political. I just feel it's amazing how the Bible can give us a little bit of a preview of what is to come in our lives. Well, anyway, the increased danger David faces at the hands of his enemies drives him to an increased dependence on God. As a matter of fact, that's when he says, I trust in God and am not afraid. Now, this was despite how verses five through seven in that same 56 Psalm describe others twisting his words and uh, scheming for his his, uh, ruin, uh, conspiring, lurking, watching his steps to take his life. I mean, you think you got haters. This dude had enemies watching his every move, plotting how they can best attack him. And uh, he is so tense with fear. This is David we're talking about that he cannot sleep. He can't even sleep at night. He knows that God noted. He, he knows uh, that God takes notice of his distress. And this reassures him that God will protect him. If you read the rest of that chapter uh, 56 of Psalm verses 8 through 11 kind of gives you that sense of where he starts to realize that God does know his distress. In fact, David's confidence in God is so secure 
that he considers his prayer as already answered. If you kept reading verses 12 and 13 of that same 56 Psalm describe how he, David, pictures himself fulfilling his vows by thanking God for his deliverance. So, you know, the point is that when you actually decide to silence the naysayers, to silence the doubters, to silence the haters, stop listening to people who tell you things that you you cannot do. I mean, I tell you, God will do exactly what you have trusted him to do, but you've got to silence those voices. So anyway, that's tip and takeaway number two, silence the doubters and the naysayers. And this is the last one because we're really still trying to focus on how we can choose uh, trust over fear. And this last one, I think, makes it so easy. And it's simply memorizing 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And I know back in the day, I used to always memorize. I mean, I went to seminary, so it was kind of, you know, a need or a necessity to remember scripture. But uh, I remember even during uh, maybe Easter plays or things that y'all would do when you were children, or maybe if you didn't grow up in church, you heard about other people memorizing, you know, uh, a certain scripture or maybe a line for a school play. Well, tip and takeaway number three kind of channels into that same energy. Uh, Memorize 2 Timothy Chapter one, verse seven. And this is why. Listen to this verse. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but God has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline. These are abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. And that's according to the amplified version of Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. So that's tip and takeaway number three. Memorize Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. And the reason why I feel that this is pretty self-explanatory is that the verse says it all, and I mean it recognizes that timidity, cowardice, and fear are not God-given. So the choice of trust is virtually made for you when you think about it. If God didn't give you fear, if God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice, why would you choose to be afraid? Why would you choose to live in fear? God gave us power and love and sound judgment and personal discipline. That's what 2 Timothy 1 and 7 tells us. So why choose fear when these are your options? These abilities result in a calm, well-balanced and uh, self-controlled mind. So Anyway, y'all, I try my best to keep these uh, at least to uh, no more than at least 10 minutes, but no more than 20. Uh, sometimes they'll get a little bit longer. But the one thing that I, don't, I didn't want to do was not pray. So uh, I hope that you've all taken a few things from the, those uh, three tips. Tip and takeaway number one, know the difference between faith and trust. Tip and takeaway number two, silence the doubters and the naysayers, the haters, the negative people in your life. And tip and take, takeaway number three, memorize Second Timothy Chapter one, verse seven. Well, before I let you go, I'm going to go ahead and just say a quick prayer. God, thank you for this time of thoughtful reflection. Thank you, Lord, for us helping us to be uh, actively, intentionally choosing to live our lives, trusting in you instead of in fear of others, of what others may say or what others may do. Thank you for reminding us of how powerful we are, despite the opposition that may uh, come against us. I ask that you continue to show your favor your wisdom and authority in every part of our journey. And uh, I ask you to help us have faith. And as we also put our trust into action, allow us to see your manifestation. Allow us to see that when you say you'll do something, a promise that you've made, that we can see it come to pass. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you all, I think that uh, it's it's been a long time, but I'm really excited about the fact that we actually made it thus far. Uh, but before I let you go, I just had to make sure that you know that 
There's a few things that I did uh, do over the last several months. And I think that I did, I posted this on a couple of places, but uh, I also announced it on, on one of the podcasts earlier this year. We actually did launch officially the BeyondMediocrityLD.com website. Yes, we officially launched it back in January 2021. And I'm so excited to see that God has opened up new doors as we motivate others to push beyond mediocrity. So I'm encouraging you all to go to BeyondMediocrityLD.com. That is where you'll find links to this episode, uh, the past three seasons of the BMLD podcast, along with my blogs. I've got access to my Facebook page. This is where you'll find the Wednesday wisdoms I referred to earlier. Uh, but you'll also see the services God has enabled me to provide to you, uh, be it staff development, keynote speaking, executive coaching and change management. God has graced me and uh, exposed my life to so many different things that I know it's time for me to share that with you all. And the great part about it is that this is all as a nonprofit. I'm so glad to say that, y'all. So uh, I don't depend on anybody. I depend on God, you know, uh, to actually survive and, and take care of my family. Uh, this business is all because of uh, God placing on my heart a desire to minister or meet the need of people through service. So uh, this is a nonprofit. But uh, I'm really excited about connecting with you all uh, now that we are gradually moving toward this next phase of life post-pandemic. So uh, anyway, just take take a minute and uh, check it out. BeyondMediocrityLD.com. That LD stands for Leader Development, just in case you're wondering. But it's B-O-Y-O-N-D-M-E-D-I-O-C-R-I. ITYLD.com. I know y'all probably didn't write that down, but uh, if you're looking at the podcast right now, you can see how to spell the word mediocrity. But uh, I'm so excited, y'all. God is, as he's placed in me the desire. And I've learned to trust in him. That's the only reason why I'm able to do a podcast. I've learned to trust in God. And I said, what would I do if I wasn't afraid to start a podcast? I started a podcast. What would I do if I was afraid, if I weren't afraid rather, uh, to open up or start a website? I built a website. My wife, my wonderful wife, Ariane, helped me. And I'm so glad because uh, it makes me feel like this is a message I can share with you all. Choose trust over fear. That is my message. And so anyway, you all take care. I'm so glad that I've had a chance and I feel like I'm rambling now, but I'm just excited to be back. So you all bear with me as we next the next few weeks, uh, we start to talk about a few more things that will dwell uh, on this whole notion of being the best version of ourselves. Uh, also talking about social activism and that business acumen to be the best version of ourselves too. Okay. Well, God bless. We'll talk again real soon. And don't forget y'all, you are exceptional. So guess what? Be exceptional. All right. Take care. God bless. I love you.